Elon Musk's Twitter deal, mass shooter stats, and electric cars running on coal, and more on today's CrossPolitik Daily News Brief. My name is Toby Sumter, and today is Friday, June 10th, 2022. Daily Wire reports Twitter's board of directors reportedly now plans to comply with the demand from Elon Musk to turn over internal data after Musk threatened to terminate his $44 billion purchase of the company for refusing to provide details related to how many bot accounts are on the platform. The information could be provided as soon as this week, the Washington Post reported. Currently, some two dozen companies pay for access to the Trove, which comprises not only a real-time record of tweets, but the devices they tweet from, as well as information about the accounts that tweet. An attorney for Musk said in a letter to Twitter's general counsel and head of legal policy and trust, Vijaya Gade, that the social media company was actively resisting and thwarting his information rights as agreed to in the contract. This is a clear material breach of Twitter's obligations under the merger agreement, and Mr. Musk reserves all rights resulting therefrom, including his right not to consummate the transaction and his right to terminate the merger agreement, the letter said. The number of fake accounts on the platform could inflate the company's ad revenue and thus lead Musk to seek to renegotiate how much he's willing to pay for the company. On Wednesday, Babylon Bee CEO tweeted, Breaking! Twitter just locked out at libs of TikTok. You know that account, don't you? I mean, this is... um, Libs of TikTok has been, you know, one of those accounts that's just... Made my heart kind of warm. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of you know makes you sad and maybe righteously indignant at times, but also just hilarious because libs of TikTok has been sharing videos of 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 libs of progressives just saying what they think, like you know, just just saying it. Anyways, Twitter just locked out libs of TikTok for posting a thread about several recent drag shows for kids. The threat allegedly violates Twitter's rules against, quote, abuse and harassment. <laughs> Seth, does, he writes, you know what's actually abusive? This is Seth Dillon, Babylon CEO. You know what's actually abusive? Drag shows for kids. Now, what were they doing? What were they doing? Libs of TikTok was just sharing video footage of drag shows for kids. That's, that's what they were doing. Seth Dillon again, you can promote drag shows for kids on Twitter. That's fine. You can even share videos of yourself performing in them. The only thing you can't do is criticize them. Somehow the feelings of a few drag queens matter more to Twitter than the corruption of a generation of children. Finally, Seth reported on his account that the libs of TikTok's appeal to Twitter to be reinstated had been Rejected. Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment process system. So go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF and sign your business up today. Working with them supports us and they won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee, like Twitter canceled the libs of TikTok. Check them out. At least have a phone call and tell them that CrossPolitik sent you. Go to dimepayments.com forward slash FLF. You may have heard a gunman was arrested this last Tuesday night for allegedly threatening to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. This is Pete Williams from MSNBC describing what happened. 
Jose, uh, we've been uh, told by several law enforcement officials that a man was arrested overnight near the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He was armed with a gun, a knife and pepper spray and told authorities that he was there to kill the justice. Now, he was not arrested at the home of the justice. He was arrested nearby. Law enforcement officials tell us that the man actually arrived by taxi and was seen by uh, police and other law enforcement officials that were near the justice's house. So he was arrested. He was taken into custody. Um, it's a little unclear to us right now whether this case is going to be handled by the Maryland state authorities or by the U.S. Marshal Service, which provides security for uh, Supreme Court justices as well as other federal judges, or by the FBI. Um, but the man is said to be from California. Uh, he had said he had told the police when he was arrested that he wanted to do this. Wednesday's New York Times front page led with a story about gun violence and buried this story of the gunmen saying he had come to kill Brett Kavanaugh. They buried this story at the bottom of their front page. Even Nate Silver, no conservative, commented on Twitter that it was crazy that this wasn't receiving more coverage. Speaking of gun violence, John Stossel shared a video this week on the common claim that the U.S. has the highest rate of mass shootings in the world. Maybe you've heard that claim, but his research has been clouded with questions. You've probably heard that America has the most mass shootings in the world. That's often given as a reason for more gun control. But economist John Lott looked into that claim and he says it's a myth based on one bogus study. The United States has the most mass shootings. By far the most public mass shootings. You don't see murder on this kind of scale with this kind of frequency in any other advanced nation on earth. Where'd that claim come from? Obama and everyone else base it on. A study done by University of Alabama professor Adam Lankford. University of Alabama professor Adam Lankford. This is Adam Langford. I studied 171 countries for more than 40 years, 1966 to 2012. And essentially the answer was, not surprisingly, the United States has by far the most public mass shooters. His claim received coverage in hundreds of news stories, but all these people were misled by Langford. Langford's study claimed that since 1966, there were 90 mass public shooters in the United States more than any other country. Langford counted 202 shooters in the rest of the world. Langford claimed complete data were available for 171 countries. But how did Langford find every shooting in all these countries, most of which don't speak English? And how did he find all the cases in the years before the internet? Few governments collect this data. Finding complete data for mass public shootings in just one developing country, say India, in the 1970s, would be an incredible feat. Many of these shootings would have been reported only in local outlets, in the local language. That shooting at the Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. On the other hand, United States mass public shootings are well documented and hard to miss. If Langford undercounted foreign cases because he missed finding old newspapers or had trouble with language barriers, his paper's entire conclusion 
that the United States had the most mass public shootings would fall apart. Many journalists and researchers asked Langford for his data. Not only did he refuse to share a list of his cases, or even the number of shootings he found in each country, which are nowhere in his paper, he refused to share an explanation for how he found those cases. And when John Lott's research think tank company did his own research, they found some very different results than that study. We even got translators to identify cases. Using the same definition of mass public shooters Langford used, four more people killed in a public place, not part of some other type of crime, we found that he grossly undercounted foreign attacks. We counted well over 3,000 shooters, at least 15 times more shooters as Langford claimed. 31% of total shooters, despite the fact that we only have 5% of the world's population. Of the 86 countries where we have identified any mass public shootings occurring, the United States ranks 62nd. Norway, Finland, Switzerland, and Russia are European countries with significantly higher rates of murders from mass public shootings. This year, our national conference is in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. The theme of this year's conference is lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated edge, right? I mean, speaking of research and reporting data and spinning stories, Satan is the father of lies and spin. And the mother of those lies and spin is a government that has rejected God and his word. We have especially been lied to these last two years, and the COVID panic has been one of the central mechanisms that our government has used to lie to us and grab more power. Because Christians have not been reading their Bibles, we are susceptible to lies and spin and weak in our ability to fight them. God has given us his word to fight Satan and all his lies, and we need to recover all of God's word. It's stories, it's poetry, it's psalms, it's serrated edge and all. Those are the parts that punch you in the face. Mark your calendars for October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with you, our listeners, our friends, with Fellowship, Beer and Psalms, George Gilder's going to be there, Doug Wilson's going to be there, Ben Merkel's going to be there, Jared Longshore's going to be there, I'm going to be there, Chuck Knox is going to be there, the Waterboy is going to be there, come hang with us, hang with our awesome vendors, meet some new friends, probably some who live in your, your home city, your home state. It's one of the fun things about the conference, people meeting each other that live like down the street from each other and turns out they they listen to cross politic and they're on the same page fighting the same battles. Early bird tickets are available now, uh, but they'll be gone before you know it. Sign up now at flfnetwork.com slash Knoxville 2022. Just click on the Fight Laugh Feast conference, sign up today. And remember, if you're a club member, you get $100 off your registration. Where do electric cars get their power from? I mean, you know. That's what they're all saying, right? You know, gas prices are high. Get an electric car. Let them eat cake, as Marie Antoinette once said. Well, here's a video where an electric car is being, oh, celebrated. But then when asked where the power is coming from, we find out, well, just listen for yourself. 
extremely grateful to be here today and in fact this is a chance for me to say thank you more formally. The, the Chevy Volt is upstairs. We'll be able to take a look at it. Thank you got about a thousand photos. Yeah. Is it plug? It's as simple as that. The batteries are in the trunk? No, the battery in this particular design is a T-shape right down the center and across the back seat area. Because everybody thought we killed the electric vehicle. No, we didn't. It's alive and well. So what's charging the, the batteries right now? What, where, where, what's the source of a? Well, here. It's coming from the building. I mean, are, is it, um, what's our mix of power? Oh, actually, Lansing feeds the building. What's that? Lansing feeds power to the building. So I don't, I don't know. They're, uh... I bet you they're a bit of coal. Oh, they're heavy on natural gas, aren't they? Uh, right now the car is charging off of your grid. Right. Well, it would be charging off uh, our grid, which is nine, about 95% coal. 95% of the power comes from coal. Heh. <laughs> yeah. That's real clean. No fossil fuels involved in that. And, and don't even get me started about, you know, the process of making these batteries and then where the batteries go when they're done, people. The Psalm of the day is Psalm 47. All peoples clap your hands for joy. And amen. This is Toby Sumter with CrossPolitik News. Remember, you can always find the links to our news stories in these psalms at CrossPolitik.com. Click on the daily news brief and follow the links. Or find them on our app. Just search Fight, Laugh, Feast in your favorite app store. Never miss a show. You know we're doing daily shows now? Did you know that? Yeah, we, we do this daily news brief and we do a daily news show every evening. And you can catch it on our app where we can't be canceled, right? And we and just that's where that's where you want to be. So download the app so you never miss a show. There's tons of other content there, and of course, we couldn't do this without our club members. Fight, laugh, feast. Club members are the heartbeat of our show. I don't know the heartbeat, but yeah, you know, you know who you are. You make this happen. We're so grateful. If you're not a member yet and you want to see this grow, you want more of this, consider joining us as we seek to build a cancel-proof Christian media 
platform. Join today, and of course, you get the $100 discount at the Fight Laugh Feast Conference in Knoxville in October, where I hope to meet all of you. Have a great weekend.